You know what? Shout out to Aaron Rodgers. Just shout out to him. I I truly believe that's probably going to be the best course of action of starting this podcast because he definitely silenced the haters. Welcome to Not Your Average Cheerleader NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Gibbs, and here we cover the NFL players, the game, the contracts. Man, we even cover the injuries. So I need you to sit back, relax. If you're all about the NFL, you're in the right place. I'm about to throw some commentary your way. So you know what? Go ahead and grab your coffee, grab your tea, grab your food, because we're about to get this party started. And so we're back. It's episode five. We have officially completed week two. We're on to week three in the NFL. And of course, as you already know, I'm your host, Ashley Gibbs, and we're just going to jump right into it. Um, listen, <laughs> I I just can't. Rogers just silenced the haters with this last game. So our quick fire topic is going to look at is Rogers finally back to his MVP status? And I'm going to say the way he played versus the Lions. Now, granted, it is the Lions. I know y'all are probably like Ashley's the Detroit Lions. But still, like, Detroit Lions have held enough of their own to make people be like, ooh, you're making me sweat a little bit. But I know we're going to win, but you're making me sweat. Um, I feel like Rodgers really came in after just such a horrific, can I say horrific performance in week one that just questioned his level of playing football, period. I, I know that's kind of drastic. That's a little aggressive, but you go watch the highlights from week one compared to how Rodgers played in week two and tell me that that's not night and day because it is. I feel as though he did a great job of making a comeback this week. He beat the Lions. Green Bay Packers beat them 35 to 17. Rodgers threw 255 passing yards, four touchdowns and zero, zero interceptions. Um, so I, I'm telling you right now, again, compared to week one when they versed the Saints and Saints held them to three points and Rodgers was just looking like, honestly, a high school quarterback, like you didn't know what he was doing. Um, this is a huge silence to the haters. So we're looking forward to seeing what the Green Bay Packers do next week. Great work to them. Great way to come back and show that you are an NFL pro-level team. Um, and that you want to be in this conversation, you want to be in the game. So again, Rodgers and Green Bay Packers and company silenced the haters yesterday with what was an electrifying game. So let's go ahead and get into a few of the game recaps from week two. Now, as you know, I did some game predictions and I got seven out of 10 of those right. I, I There was a few I was shocked. So I'll go with some of the ones that I did get right, but maybe some of the ones I didn't get right. And I was shocked because I really thought it was going to be the team that I originally predicted. But some things happen and, you know, all all in all, I don't predict points here. I probably should, but I don't. Let's just dive into it. So as you already know, let's just, you know what, let me go back to my notes. I'm going to flip my page. I know that's what y'all are hearing. And Let's just go over the whole thing and then I'll do my breakdown like I normally do. Because that's what I like to do here on Not Your Average Cheerleader. Week two predictions. I said 49ers versus the Eagles. I said the 49ers were going to win. That is correct. And we'll dive into that because you know I'm 49ers faithful. I'm Just so you know, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm never going to 
bet against my team. I don't care how I feel about Jimmy Garoppolo. There's so much talent on that team, so much work. Our defense is still our weakest link, in my opinion. I feel like that secondary, I think that's why Kyle Shanahan, they're always entertaining new running backs because our running backs keep getting injured. My God, we had the backup go in. He got injured. Then the third string running back went in. This was just in week two, got injured. He dove over someone and kind of landed on his neck. And then he was out and we had to put the second string running back back in the game. It was just it was crazy. I was like, we can't keep running backs. God help me. And then our secondary with coverage. To me, I don't feel like the Eagles should have been able to score that many points. I really think that we should have played better on the defensive end. We got to get our strategy a little bit better. The front line is great, but that secondary, we are struggling hard. Um, So really, that's too. But I wasn't wrong. I'm never going to bet against my team. You should never bet against your team either. Whoever your team is, go hard. I know if your team's like the Jaguars or the Lions or the Jets, Okay, I can understand why you would want to go with the other team, but still, don't bet against your own team. The Raiders versus the Steelers. We'll get into that game. I predicted the Raiders. I was right. Bills versus the Dolphins. That was a blowout. That was a shutout. The Dolphins landed at zero. Keep in mind, Tua got injured. The backup had to go in, so we do have some injury reports, and I'll share those with you as I'm going over these. But Tua got injured, so their kind of star quarterback for the Miami Dolphins got injured and taken out of the game. I think it was a rib injury, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not sure what it was, but he was taken out of the game. And then on top of that, the backup came in, and it just looked a hot mess. Um, it was it was just bad. So we knew the Bills were going to walk away with that win. Rams versus the Colts, I predicted the Rams. I admit there were some things that went down in that game, y'all. When I say that the Rams, Sean McVay, he's the head coach for the LA Rams. Sean McVay, if you look at him in the highlights on the sideline, if pissed off had a look, it would be Sean McVay's face. I've never seen a head coach so mad, except the Raiders head coach, but I've never seen a head coach so mad in my entire life. And now it's because one of his players literally got ejected from the game. I can't remember his number, but he got ejected from the game because he, I guess, physically touched one of the ref's hats. Rule number, I think rule number one, you never argue with the refs. I don't care how pissed off you are about a call. You never argue with the refs. And this guy on their team arguing with the refs, they were discussing it. He got ejected from the game. And if the camera spins over to Sean McVay's face and you immediately see how just pissed off to the highest level of pissivity he is. <laughs> Granted, they still won. But goodness, that game was close and it didn't have to be. It was a lot of... I would probably say defensive stuff that could have been done better. Bengals versus the Bears. This is the one that I missed. I said the Bengals were going to win because, God forbid, I believe in Joe Burrow. But the Bears came back and won. So, I mean, I feel like the Bengals just have a lot of work. Um, There was a time where Joe Burrow, they took him out. Um, He's still kind of rehabbing from his MCL and ACL tear from last season. Um, so there's a lot of up in the airs going on with that. Falcons versus the Bucks. Of course, you know, I'm never going to bet against Tom Brady. He's the quarterback leading my fantasy football team. And because of that, y'all, I'll get to my fantasy football results at the end of this episode. But y'all know, I feel good about it. I feel good. And the Bucks torn a new one. I think everyone was questioning whether the head coach of the Falcons got rid of the wrong person. Like Julio Jones left. Maybe... Maybe it should have been Matt Ryan. No one knows. Hey, don't don't beat me up. Don't get mad. I'm just saying there's a lot of inconsistencies there. They were playing good till they weren't. 
and it was just bad. And you keep allowing Tom Brady to answer you. Again, the Bucks still have some some fixing to do, I think, on their their um, defensive end. I really think their secondary just is not covering those wide receivers that's out running these routes. I need to see it. I was like, how are you letting that guy get that much space between you two that you're not even trying to cover him? Listen, I, I'm all for the Bucks. I still believe that they were the number one defense last season. But right now, in my personal opinion, I don't think they look like the number one defense. I think that they are really getting by a little bit um, with what they're doing on the defensive side. Offensively, still got some work to do there as far as definitely looking at you know those interceptions. If the Bucks can cut down on those interceptions, I think that they'll have a more consistent flow with basically running the whole game. Doesn't mean they're not doing well. I mean, Mike Evans scored touchdowns. You got Chris Godwin finally got in the mix. Gronk, that chemistry. So I'll get to some more um, specifics on that performance of that game, but I predicted that right. Green Bay versus the Lions. Well, we just talked about this. I predicted Green Bay. I never doubted you, Rogers. I just want you to know if you're listening to this podcast, I never doubted you. Other people did. I never doubted you. I knew you were going to beat the Lions because I said, if you don't, that's just embarrassing. So Green Bay Packers came back and they won against the Lions. Titans versus the Seahawks. I legit called this for the Seahawks and the Titans won 33 to 30. Yeah, 33 to 30. I was really shocked. Um, I, I have no words for that game. That was a good game. I just have no words really for it. And that's very rare. I just remember watching it and the Titans strategy. I remember turning to my parents and my sister and I was like, the Titans strategy literally is give Derrick Henry the ball. That's literally what the Titans strategy was. Let's take a minute and pause on this game though, because there was a point where they threw Julio Jones, the ball in the end zone. Touchdown. Wait, no, the call got reversed because they said the back of his heel was out. Now, I listen, that was me cracking my nose. I'm sorry. Now, listen, if your toe comes down, you can't see what I'm doing, but if your toe comes down first in the end zone, by the way, my toe comes down first, then my heel. And if I drag my other foot and my toe comes down on my left foot, before my heel even touches the ground. How is that not a touchdown? I need someone to make this make sense. I need someone to explain that to me. Because that's exactly, if you play back the video, that's exactly what it looked like. Um, Now, I think that Julio Jones was cheated. I think that, granted, they still won. I still think they that they were cheated. And because of it, they switched their strategy, literally just kept giving Derrick Henry the ball. They could not stop that guy. That guy is a machine, like, it's crazy how big he is. That guy is a machine. Just I would just move out the way. I told my parents. I have them laughing because we were all watching the games together. And I said, if it was me and I was lined up and I had to line up in front of Derek Henry, I would just move out the way. <laughs> I just don't have. Like, that That guy is a machine. But they came back and won. Yes, I believe Julio Jones was cheated. I believe that that was a touchdown. Them calling it back just made me think either some refs need new prescription glasses or contacts or we need better camera machines to show what's going on. The Cowboys versus the Chargers. I called it for the Cowboys. I was right. That field goal, I admit their kicker is not very reliable, but he has come through last moment, last second. We really, really, really need you to make this field goal so we can win the game. I don't know, maybe he works better under pressure because when he was under even more pressure because this kick really heavily mattered, 
he scores it. But when he was just kicking regular field goal kicks just to get, you know, the extra three points, he missed like three of them in the last game. So shout out to the Cowboys. Am I ready to put Dak up in the top? No, I'm not ready to put Dak up in the top five. I'm not going to put him there. I think Dak is really just showing that he is worth every check that he earned from Jerry Jones. I mean, $70 million. I, I think at the end of the day, I'm still questioning his arm. Um, every time I, I look at him throw the ball, I'm looking at his arm. I'm not even looking at anything else because, again, I didn't know what that injury was. I never heard of it, the strain thing. I don't know if it's like your forearm. Is it my whole arm? Is it my shoulder? I, I, they kept changing it, so I don't know. But the Cowboys look good. I was really proud to see Ezekiel Elliott. That guy, he is much faster. It is night and day. I need his workout plan because it's night and day what he looked like last season and what he looks like now. And let me tell you, watching him run the ball, they really utilized him in this game finally. And he was running all through the Chargers defense. And so once again, Ezekiel Elliott is reminding us why he's good at what he does. And then you had the Chiefs versus the Ravens. I called it for the Chiefs and you guys, I was incorrect. I was wrong. How did I get that wrong? Oh, my gosh. Let's go ahead and dive into the specifics. So I just wanted to recap my predictions. Seven out of ten games that I predicted right. And we're going to get into do the Raiders with Derek Carr need to be in the conversation? The answer is yes. They beat the Steelers 26-17. Derek Carr completed 28 of 37 passes and 61 receiving yards to wide receiver rugs. That was the highlight of the game. That throw that he made after he was taken out of the game for a possible injury, went back in. They were like, this is not news that we want to hear. We need to keep Derek Carr in. And I'm telling you right now, that pass to wide receiver rugs, I kind of like saying his name, wide receiver rugs. (laughs) That pass was worth everything. Um, I think it's high time we start including, I think Derek Carr is an underrated quarterback in this league. He's one of them at least. And I think his performance yesterday and including in week one was just phenomenal. Raiders, we got our eyes on you. I think they're the team to watch. I thought it was going to be the Dolphins. I was heavily wrong. I retract my previous statement. It's going to be the Raiders. So we're going to see what they do over the next couple weeks, see how they grow as a team and see what they're truly capable of because they're really showing us something truly special. The Buccaneers, transitioning over to the next game, the Buccaneers and their potential to return to the Super Bowl. What do you all think? I keep hearing conversations of, of course, the Buccaneers are going to go back to the Super Bowl. But, I mean, they beat the Falcons 48-25. First of all, it's the Falcons. It's the Falcons' defense. You can't see my face, but I'm making this face like, come on. Come on, it's the Falcons' defense. The Falcons' defense has shown us what they're actually capable of. It's not very much. Um, So Brady had 24 completions, 276 passing yards, and five. Yes, you heard that correctly, five touchdowns. His chemistry with Gronk was just, it's like the duo's back. That same chemistry you saw in the beginning of the Pats' like crazy golden years with Gronk and Brady, you're seeing that now in the Buccaneers' And that offense is just crazy electrifying. He's really, it's really hard to cover them offensively on a defensive end on the opposite, on the opposite team because they have, he just has choices. He has so many targets from Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown. You have sometimes Scotty Miller would swap out and swap in. You have also Gronk who's out there. You have um, the running game didn't do that well, in my opinion, in this particular game. They were just good at kind of holding Leonard Fournette. 
um, to a few yards, but I truly believe that that chemistry between Gronk and Brady is back. It was just, if you watch the highlights in that game, you see it crazy. And as a matter of fact, Brady broke a record in the NFL with that game, nine straight wins with 30 points or more. He broke it. The last team to have eight straight wins, which was the all-time NFL record with 30 points or more, was the Patriots. And guess who was their quarterback during that time? Tom Brady. So Tom Brady broke his own record with a whole new team. I can't. You know what I think? Can I say this? I'm going to say this real quick. I truly believe that Tom Brady, even though he made the comment in an interview, oh, I'll soon be forgotten or whatever. I guess he was doing an interview with a, a news outlet. And he said, oh, I'll soon be forgotten. Don't even worry about it. I think that that's a lie. I think Tom Brady is trying to make sure that you can't talk about NFL football without talking about him. And this is a testament to them saying he wouldn't be good enough, that he was slow. He had no power behind his arm. They were reading his um, combine stats back to him. This is a guy who ran his 40 in some cargo shorts. So I just want you to know that the guy who's breaking his own records, going to the Super Bowl multiple times, might I add, ran the combine and the 40 yards in cargo shorts, and we keep losing to him. But I think he's purposely really working extra hard in overtime because he wants us to not be able to talk about the NFL without talking about him. He's really cementing his legacy. Stay woke. I'm telling you right now, that's what he's doing. He's going to sit here and play that game of, no, I'm not. I'm going to get forgotten. You can't with these records that he's breaking. (laughs) So moving on to... Um, the, the game that shocked me, honestly, the most was the Ravens versus Kansas City. I called it for Kansas City, as you know, and I was wrong. The Ravens came back and beat Kansas City 36-35. to Let's talk a little bit about Lamar Jackson with 239 passing yards, three touchdowns, and 100, 107 rushing yards. He might as well got there and have been a running back because that's all he did half his time was run the ball and so here's my thing. I like that he ran the ball and he didn't take as many crazy risks. He ran and got quickly out of bounds. That's like his strategy because you can't, as a quarterback, you can't be out there running the ball because you could get hit. And that could be just, that's just risky. You're taking a year off of your your tenure when you get hit like that. But Lamar Jackson did it with some finesse. And because of that, the Ravens finally silenced a longtime rivalry with Kansas City, Lamar Jackson finally silenced a long-time rivalry as far as MVP, MVP, MVP conversation against Patrick Mahomes. I really think that he did a really great job. It was shocking. I watched that game and I was like, I can't not pay attention to what's happening here. This game is close. And it came down to a drop on Kansas City's side. They handed the ball. Now, why? Okay, let me let me get my thoughts together. Patrick Mahomes handed the ball off to their running back. The running back fumbled the ball. Ravens recovered it, end of the game. That was it. It really came down to that decision to run the ball versus passing it. Now, my whole thought process I was about to say is why would you not throw the ball when Patrick Mahomes was also having an electrifying game, completing all his passes? Him and Travis Kelsey basically ran all through that defense and was doing some amazing things. As a matter of fact, shout out to Travis Kelsey. He's the first tight end or the fastest tight end in NFL history to reach 8,000 receiving yards. The fastest one, NFL history. He's broken some records. So 
Normally on this podcast, you've heard me talk about how I'm a big fan of George Kittle, who's done nothing for me in my fantasy football team, by the way. Um, but you hear me talk about, I believe George Kittle's the better tight end. I'm starting to be sold by Travis Kelsey. I really am. I'm, I'm starting to be sold by him just because of his performance alone. There was a play that he did um, where he caught the ball from Patrick Mahomes and literally just bulldozed his way to the end zone, like just hopping over everybody, shuffling through. I haven't seen that kind of play in by any tight end in the league in God knows how long. So Travis Kelsey earned, like he has my respect. I won't doubt him again. He silenced me as a hater. So shout out to him for breaking that record. You know, I take everything back. Well, I don't take it all back. I'm still a George Kittle fan. But I really am shocked because I didn't understand why they didn't allow Patrick Mahomes to throw the ball when he's completed. God knows almost all of his, like, I mean, darn near almost all his passes. It just seemed like that would be the better decision. But, you know, I'm not a coach. I'm not on the field. I don't have the cool helmet with the microphone. I don't have any of that. So (laughs) we're going to let that go. So finally, those were some of your highlights. Go to YouTube. Go to your outlets. Go on the Internet. Go check those out. Um, and definitely compare it to what I've said here and see if you agree. Don't be afraid to leave me comments. I love hearing from you all, especially in my DMs on Instagram. You all are hilarious, um, especially when you disagree with me. But let's get to week three predictions because I said I was going to do this all season. So looking at the Packers versus the 49ers, I told you here I never bet against the 49ers despite how their defense is looking. I don't. Panthers versus the Texans. So here's my thing. I actually am going to choose the Panthers for this, but I truly believe, I truly believe that the Texans need to make a decision because Tyrod Taylor is out. He's going to be out for a couple of weeks. He was injured in the last game. And I know they don't want to play Deshaun Watson. I know there's a lot of controversy around Deshaun Watson right now, allegations, all that stuff, but y'all are struggling. Like, if struggle was a bus, it would be the Texans. I really think y'all need to go have some conversations. I'm just going to toss that out there. But yeah, I chose the Panthers. Bengals versus the Steelers. I chose the Steelers just because of Joe Burrow right now. He needs to find his footing. Colts versus the Titans. I chose the Titans. Listen, Derrick Henry is the reason why I'm choosing the Titans. Like, just move out of the way. Don't even let him don't let him run over you like that. Chargers versus the Chiefs. I chose the Chiefs. I'm giving them another shot. I think this is going to be the week that they truly redeem themselves. I really think it's not even redeeming themselves because they didn't get blown out. I think it was just that finally that rivalry. You have to remember the Ravens lost to the Chiefs basically every time they faced them in the last three games prior to. This is the first time they beat them. So that means a lot for them. So, But I'm still going to go with the Chiefs. I don't doubt Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Ravens versus the Lions. I chose the Ravens. Um, if you can't beat the Lions after beating Kansas City, then I'm going to call everything, and I mean everything, into question for the Ravens at that point. Saints versus the Patriots. Of course, I'm going to pick the Patriots. I'm just very disappointed in the Saints. But then, to be fair, I need to say this real quick. Quick factor. So the Saints lost their game. Keep in mind, six of their coordinators and coaching staff got COVID-19. The guy reported that during the game. The wide receiver coach, the quarterback coach, the the special teams coordinator. Like, it was six of them. Oh, got COVID-19. I'm not laughing. I'm just like, 
oh, that's why they're losing. They don't have half their coaching staff. So I was just like, oh, okay. My dad was like, dang, that's almost everybody. I didn't even know that teams had that many coaches. I was like, yeah, dad, they do. Um, so I hope that I really feel like I'm going to go with the Patriots, but if those coaches finally get back, they, they're cleared and hopefully made better decisions moving forward, um, then the Saints can finally be back in a conversation. Bucks versus the Rams. This is going to be a game, y'all, because the Bucks. I'm going with the Bucks, but that Rams defense is something else, especially in the secondary with Jalen Ramsey and David Long Jr. I'm telling you right now, which, by the way, interview David Long Jr., you need to go check that out on YouTube. This kid is somebody to watch as a cornerback. He scored a touchdown from an interception that he caught um, in week one, and I got the chance to sit down and talk with him and ask him a few questions. So head over to YouTube on my YouTube channel, Not Your Average Cheerleader, and definitely go check out that interview with him. It's fascinating. The Cardinals versus the Jaguars. I chose the Cardinals because I have a whole lot of respect for Kyler Murray. Can I say that? When that kid, when he does that spin and takes off running, you know something's about to go down. So I'm going to go with the Cardinals on that. Seahawks versus the Vikings. I'm going to choose the Seahawks again. Eagles versus the Cowboys. I'm sticking with the Cowboys for my sister's sake. I hope they do win. Dolphins versus the Raiders. Of course, I'm choosing the Raiders. Why would I choose the Dolphins? They don't even have a good quarterback right now. Jets versus the Broncos. I'm choosing the Broncos. The Jets are a struggle bus. I hope it was worth it to go over there and leave the 49ers head coach. Bears versus the Browns. I'm choosing the Browns. Um, I don't necessarily buy into Baker Mayfield. By the way, in the last game that he played, his shoulder was popped out of the socket. I believe it. I'm not trying to start a rumor, but you go watch the footage. His arm is dangling after um, Baker Mayfield got injured in the last game. His arm was dangling. I'm com- I am I'm confident that they had to pop his shoulder back in the socket. So, you know what? If that, listen. So, yes, I'm going with the Browns. Falcons versus the Giants. Dear Falcons, if you can't beat the Giants, then you really need to reevaluate your entire offensive strategy, including your defense. That is all I have for you. I really, really hope you enjoy the rest of your week. I can't wait for week three games. Thank you for sticking with me. I appreciate 1,500 downloads. We're on our way to 2,000 downloads. All because you all just love listening to me talk for some crazy reason, but I really love you all and I appreciate it. Stay tuned for even more. Bye.